The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 2176. So I sort of hinted that we were going to be heading in this direction a few episodes ago, but I want to talk today about Vader Immortal Episode 2. We've talked about the first episode of the VR series, but today we're going to do our non-spoiler review of the second episode. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So Vader Immortal Episode 1 gave us the introductory stuff about this particular story, about how the planet Mustafar used to be this bright, verdant, wonderful, lush planet until there was this big, horrible thing that happened and Lady Corvax tried to harness the energy of the Bright Star and created this thing called the Aeon Engine. And unfortunately, it went horribly awry and turned Mustafar into the crazy, awful lava planet that it is today. And Lady Corvax of Mustafar was doing this because she was trying to rescue her beloved and bring him back from the dead. And you can imagine why this carries a particular resonance for Darth Vader, who would very much like to see Padme brought back from the dead. And so that is his whole motivation in trying to find the Bright Star. But unfortunately, only a descendant of Lady Corvax would be able to find the Bright Star. And that is how you as the player in Vader Immortal have been brought into this whole situation because your character is a descendant of Lady Corvax and he needs you to find the Bright Star. So the main thrust of episode two is that Vader needs to train you to be able to accomplish this task. And that centers around what the big selling point is for this episode, which is the use of force abilities. So episode one was very focused on lightsaber combat and about being able to wield a lightsaber in VR. So episode two is very much about learning how to use the force and operate that in VR. From a functional perspective, what that means is that you can catch things that are thrown at you, you can grab things that are in the environment, you can throw them around, so it's like force pushes and pulls and grabs and throws, and the throws are auto-aimed for all intents and purposes because occasionally you do have to throw, say, rocks, for example, at things. And if you were just relying on your own aim only, yeah, the game might take a little longer, but thankfully the game helps in that regard so that way you can deliver your force-thrown objects on target. Now, I will say on the one hand that the experience of using the force in VR is kind of similar in a way to the Lego Star Wars games, where if you operate as a Force character in the Lego Star Wars games, you get to, you know, make Lego pieces assemble, or sometimes you can make them, you know, fall apart, that sort of thing, or you can, you know, manipulate characters in the environment. But 
that doesn't work exactly that way in VR. For example, things don't glow to indicate that you can control them with the force necessarily, but they do glow when you grab them sometimes. Um, yeah, but you don't necessarily get the same prompts, if you will. And there's, of course, the the haptic feedback, like the way that the controller kind of buzzes in your hand a little bit as you're using the force. And that is really kind of satisfying in its way. Like there is something very like, ooh, kind of powerful about it. And speaking of using the force, that's also one of the fun things about the lightsaber dojo that they give you in episode two that comes with the game download is that not only do you get to use your lightsaber in the lightsaber dojo, but now you get to use force powers in there and you even get to force throw your lightsaber around too. So you can create quite a lot of chaos in the lightsaber dojo. I think that's probably one of the highlights of the game just in general and also in particular with this episode. And as for the episode itself, Comparing it to episode one, like it's almost an apples to oranges comparison because episode one was very heavy on the narrative and it kind of had to be. It kind of had to give you all the details of the story and it actually spread them out very well. Episode two is a very, you know, action oriented part of the story. You already know why you have been brought to Mustafar. You already know what Vader has in mind for you. Now you have to go do it. And so, yes, there are story elements that are introduced, but I would say the you know, first part of the story is very much focused on you starting to learn your force force powers, excuse me. The second part is very action oriented and the third part tends to be a little bit more story oriented as it goes along. I personally enjoyed the fact that the episode one had story really kind of throughout the situation, but that's not to say that episode two isn't without its storytelling merits. After all, you already know the story from episode one, so you know now you just have to go live it in episode two. And it does end on quite the twist, I will say. And so that's going to make episode three all the more exciting when we get to it to see how that's going to resolve itself. And that's what I've got to say from a non-spoiler perspective about Vader Immortal episode two. I would say if I had to compare or rate, you know, the two episodes from a storytelling perspective, I think I liked the first one better than the second one. But from a lightsaber dojo aspect, I think I like the second one better than the first one. But... Both of them are really good fun. And honestly, like the whole VR thing, like this is our first major in-home VR situation and it's pretty darn cool. Like they have done a great job with this out of the gate. So yeah, I think it also makes me very hopeful for what we're gonna encounter with episode three and also whatever they have up their sleeves for us in future storytelling as well. All right, that's going to do it for our episode of the show today. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.